0: Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. We have just finished with week 17, dramatic fashion for week 17. Um, I am Tyler Walzak, as usual. I'm here with Puya Raisi. Puya, how you doing?
1: Good, but don't worry about the name. Since I was six years old, I stopped correcting people. Nobody ever got it right, so don't bother. I'm here to
0: correct myself for you.
1: Starts in a consonant, ends in a vowel. I assume it's me. But (laughs) this week... I feel there's probably the most that you and I have to talk about of any week that I know we're running down the clock, but I think we got to go to playoff overtime maybe on this episode. There's a lot to talk about.
0: There is a lot to talk about. I feel like a lot of it is going to be talked about one subject in particular. um, The entire world is talking about it, not just in the football circles, but um, anyone who's has anyone they know that knows sports has probably brought it up all the water coolers. Um, I know there's been fights in a lot of my fantasy pools about this, Um, even though that shouldn't be what has happened from this. It definitely was a contentious situation for that aspect of things. And of course, we are talking about uh, Damar Hamlin, the cornerback from the Buffalo Bills, who was uh, hurt on the field, routine tackle, nothing crazy about this hit. Just a, a normal football play. 60 of these plays get made every single game for 16 games a week. Um, but unfortunately, this one got hit in the wrong spot. Um, the young man had a cardiac arrest and was CPR on the field, taken rushed to a hospital. The game was postponed for an hour and a half and then canceled. Um, the NFL still does not know what they want to do with the Bills-Bengals matchup because it is a huge one. Um Right off the top, I think, let's just say that the correct call was made to cancel the game.
1: So we've talked a lot about the NFL and how they've handled player safety this year. Yes. This is one situation where, you know, I don't think there's anything the NFL could have done about player safety on this one. Correct. However, the aftermath of, from what I understood, they left it to the players to decide what you want to do. Yes. And I I think that was the right move. Leave it to the players. We're we're not going to make an NFL judgment call that you have to carry on or you have to stop. What do the players decide? Whatever the players decide, we're going to go with that for tonight.
0: Which is the right move.
1: Of course. Like knowing that some of these guys potentially, and it's horrible to say, might have watched one of their um, close friends, one of their close friends, one of their brothers, one of their teammates potentially pass on the field. Yeah. That's that's pretty shocking that's not that's not part of the usual injuries and you know tragedies of
0: sports that's that's 100 and now i want to let's talk a little bit about because did you watch this live or not i did not see a live, no so i was watching it as someone told me i wasn't watching the game someone told me hey this guy's seriously hurt in the field um and i was like oh yeah i my instinct was oh i forgot there was a game on because i was doing a bunch of other stuff turn it on and somebody in a fantasy league was like, oh, they should cancel the game, should cancel the game. And I made a comment just as simple and easy as like, oh, the NFL doesn't cancel games. They don't do that. They just, they'll get the guy off the field, uh, get him to a hospital. He'll, my assumption was he'll be fine as a football injury. Um, and then, then they'll continue the game as they have in so many other ways and examples. Every year for the last 50 years, seems seemingly almost every week, Um, this one ended up being different, obviously, because now we know the full extent of the injury and he's still in hospital, um, in critical condition. We are told that he's getting better at the moment. This is Wednesday night. He's told that he's getting better. Um, but that comment alone sent people into spirals. And two of the people that I know that were actually at the game were like, how can you be like, this is not a joking matter. How can you be so insensitive? And I was like, all I said was the NFL typically does this where if someone gets hurt, they have the personnel on the field that are trained to take care of him. And then the game carries on. It has happened so many times in this sport. And not only that, but like seeing like this was early on, like before anyone knew that there was CPR being handled was this this type of stuff happens all the time in the NFL. And now I think the NFL has a bigger problem more than it even knows at this point, with if this was just a routine tackle and there was this much, like Skip Bayless is getting absolutely crucified right now based on saying some this kind of along the same lines, like they have to continue the game. Like there's so much at stake in this game, which again, the game should have been canceled. The game was canceled. The right decision was made. However, there is a lot of things that need to be thought of after this. And one of those immediately that comes to my mind is how as a business as well as a safety. How do you let Tua Tangevoiola take the field knowing that one more hit could put him in like a similar situation?
1: So I got two points to make for that. The first one is I can see how Skip Bayless is going to get roasted because he's played the villain, the 100%. asshole, the piece of shit that's been his character. Yeah, And when you do it at a time where everybody is against you, you're playing fire there, right? Like you're yeah. you're not yeah. a like. Your character that you play is not a liked character. He pl- plays that villain that always said goes, you know, he's the contrarian, right? He goes against the crowd to kind of get that shock reaction, yeah, and that's what kind of gets people talking, and that's that's his stick. So, yeah, when it's a sensitive matter, you can see how much of an impact it's had across other sports. Yet yeah, people aren't going to back him. Why would they back him? He's been a piece of shit forever. But forever. Enough about him. Uh, the difference, I think, with this and other plays even gruesome plays where the guy's bones sticking out you can talk to the guy you can see what's happening if they were performing cpr him for eight to nine minutes that means for eight to nine minutes he wasn't breathing right so eight to nine minutes of watching somebody there lying still not breathing as much as hopeful as you are your imagination obviously goes to the darkest places and it's that's where i can see imagine a player died on the field and they continued So And everybody watched a player die live and they continued playing beyond that, like being forced to play.
0: So here's not again, not to like, they made the right call and let's just hope this kid survives. It's brutal. This is not the first time, like there has been a player who's died on an NFL field before. Did you know that? No. In 1971. It's it's happened in a whole bunch of examples here, but Specifically to get to football, 1971 Detroit Lions, Chuck Hughes had a heart attack on the field and died right beside Dick Butkus. He was pronounced dead 50 minutes after the game. Essentially, they say he was dead on the field. Now, continued to play the game after.
1: In the circumstance was he was in the middle of play when it happened on
0: the field? Yeah, on the field when it happened, fell down, same type of thing just standing up immediately fell down. Dick Buckus was the first guy to see him fall down immediately called for help, 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 help. Took him off the field. There was a 90 minute delay or a 60 minute delay or something like that, but they eventually restarted the game. There was only a minute left in that game in the fourth quarter and they they restarted that game. So the NFL, this is, I think some of the, again, not to be on the other side of these things, but there is other examples in sports where this has happened before. Um, And again, the, game should have been canceled and it's right that we're canceling and maybe we're finally learning from these mistakes but even more so in people's mind is do you remember christian erickson the soccer player yes yes so again he he in the 43rd minute of a game against uh finland fell down on the field same thing cardiac arrest several mechanics worked frantically to give him chest compressions teammates formed a circle so that like the fans couldn't see what was going on. Defil- Defibrillator needed to be brought out. He survived, but no one knew what was going on. And then yeah. the game eventually resumed ninety minutes later.
1: I think Patrick uh, Bever Pever- Patrick, what is it? Peverly. Something what was his name. Something Peverly for the uh, Dallas Stars. He collapsed.
0: Was, uh, I don't know that one. I know that there's. Are you thinking of Jay bomeister
1: No, in 2014, I think it was Peverly for the Dallas Stars. He had some sort of, I think he had had some sort of heart uh, surgery prior. Yeah. And in the middle of the game on the bench, he collapsed. And yeah, a cardiac arrest. They had to get him out then.
0: So this is the kind of thing that I think, I don't know if a lot of people are thinking about it because obviously the the only thing you should be thinking about now is the safety of the young kid and how this is. But I don't know how you improve safety based on, this was a regular run-of-the-mill hit. Yet the guys out there bashing their brains together. And this hit, like this, what happened in this happens in baseball and hockey a lot more than it happens in football. And like Jay Bomey served for the St. Louis Blues, not two years ago, cardiac arrest on the bench in the first period. Survived, never played a game of football or game of hockey again. He was at the end of his career either way, like he was getting older, but still, game was postponed. Again, the good thing. Yuri Fisher, same thing medical personnel on the bench, fell over, same thing, cardiac yeah. arrest. Um, and then you go back to like some of the famous ones, like Hank Gathers. Not a lot of people know about him. NCAA basketball, one of the leading scorers in the country in college, collapsed and died in the middle of the court. Um, we talked about Chuck Hughes, Bill Masterson, another one, hockey, head injury, ended up passing out, dying. Was that for up the Montreal Canadiens? I don't know.
1: There was one I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong about this. I just remember I had a hockey book when I was a little kid. I had all sorts of hockey facts growing up in Canada. And there's a player from the Montreal uh, Canadiens. And this was back when the TVs were black and white. So I don't remember.
0: It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, he crashed
1: crashed on the board. Some guys kind of piled up on
0: Yeah, he never woke up again. He died. Never woke up again. Um, Even in football, like, so the thing with the game being canceled again, the right decision was... You have to go back and think why like Ryan Shazier for the Pittsburgh Steelers on the same field, paralyzed, still trying to recover. This was years ago, paralyzed, taken off the field. I believe he was unconscious when he was taken off the field, but I don't know that as a fact. So don't quote me on it. Same with Antonio Brown knocked out same field. Again, it's not, has nothing to do with the field, but it's just a coincidence game was not stopped. Everyone just kept playing. Tua and then on I, the same I can't field. I Yeah, Tua on the same field. I can't, stress this enough that this is not an uncommon thing to happen in the NFL. This one just happened to be the nine minutes of trying to resuscitate this young man, which again, if I was a player, like, how do we go back out there and try to beat up the other team and hit other guys knowing that our guy has not survived yet. And I think this is one of those situations where they go back to the dressing room And maybe if they hear in the hospital, he's fine, he's awake, he's alert, he's in good spirits, everyone takes the field again. Because how do you play – like, when's the end? Like, how do you play next week as the Buffalo Bills?
1: So my point to all that is in all those other examples, did it seem – and I don't know, I'm only asking – did it seem that the players were protesting that we should not continue? Because in this this one, it seemed that it was the players that did not want to continue. They had kind of already made up their minds. And I think that's where you make the judgment call. Where do your players stand on this? Because every situation is different. Everybody's going to react differently. That if the consensus agreement was, like you said, we just witnessed something that I, none of us feel comfortable going back out there. None of our minds are on the game now. All of our minds were distracted. You know, you don't want to put people who are distracted by something that they just, just seen that shook them up into another yeah. injury-threatening situation. So if nobody's focused on the game, one guy plays. I remember playing rugby. And when we play contact in practice, you never played 70%, 80%, 50% contact. You always played 100% contact because that was the only way. Like your 70%, my 70% might be completely different where I thought he was going to go in a lot lighter, broke my fucking leg. Yeah. That's why you always went in knowing full speed hard because everybody has to be alert that you could get hurt if you're doing a contact sport. So I think in all those situations, you kind of have to look back at what was best for the players moving forward. And in this one, it seemed that they were all there was a very big mutual agreement between both the coaching teams staff and both teams that we are not going to continue tonight. And I think this is the first time that we're actually commending the NFL for not pushing it. You know, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, but from what it sounds like. They would contact the NFLPA and put it in the players' hands of what it, what you guys decide we'll go with for now. Yeah, and it seems a very odd decision for a business because this is a massive issue for them to overcome now with all the placement of who Huge. wins the AFC, who wins the the um, AFC uh, North division. There's yeah. a lot of you know fallout from this game and this week, so having to come up with a time to even replay it. When would they replay? Because now, let's say they re- they're not going to do it this week. They've already announced. If they try and do it between week eighteen and the playoffs, that puts the teams, the two teams that have to play a second time before the playoffs, a big disadvantage. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe one of them gets the division of the the AFC and they get the bye, but they can't both get the bye.
0: Well, here's what I think, kind of what the NFL is waiting for, because they've said that they're not going to have the teams play this week. Obviously, it's way too late. It's Thursday. So they can't do that. But because the COVID protocols are technically still in such a like memorable phase, like everyone still knows the protocol. If somebody, if they had to delay a game that they could push the playoffs an entire week, because there's two weeks between the conference finals and the Super Bowl. So they could get rid of that one week. That's like the bye week that both teams get push the entire playoffs and then have the bills and Bengals play after this week. So do the regular game this week, and then they play the weekend after, feature game. But I think what the NFL is waiting for again, if you're listening to this, we're just two guys. We don't we have zero insider information. I'm basically just going off of logic, common sense, and what I think would be a scenario that could happen, and that is, if Kansas City wins this weekend, they they lock in that first wild card seed, and then the Bills Bengals game doesn't matter at all. Whereas if the Kansas City Chiefs lose, that Bengals-Bills game becomes extremely important for that one-week bye. Yeah. But then you think that happens, and then you you reward everybody with a one-week bye. So it kind of is like, a, I don't know what they're going to do. At this yeah. point, it feels but like also- the game's just not going to get played. But I, have, I also have... It's not an issue, but I don't understand it from conversations I've had with people and what I've been hearing is everybody going in off of, any, off of anyone going off on anybody that was like, oh, like the NFL, don't worry, they'll figure it out. They'll play the, the rest of the game as the game was still happening. And then so like people are going off on Skip Bayless. Again, Skip Bayless is a piece of shit. And to cancel the game was the right decision. But people at that game who were saying like, this game should be cancelled, this game should be cancelled, this game should be cancelled. 45,000 people stayed in the arena to wait for the official cancellation of the game for an oh, well over an hour. So there is still that thought process that this game could start again, which isn't that inherently part of the problem. You have uh, three quarters of the stadium wanting the game to proceed.
1: But you can't necessarily say they're wanting the game to proceed. They're there out of curiosity, right? Nothing's been said. Everybody's but just wondering. It's, you know, you the have more in baseball. But you people have more information.
0: There. Rain delay in baseball is completely different. You have more information in your phone on Twitter to figure this out faster than the stadium is ever gonna tell you.
1: Yeah, I just mean we're we're jumping to conclusions of what's going through a fan's head of like they're sitting there I'm waiting. 100% I am. That's
0: what I'm talking about. Why are they there though? If if I don't like if a lot of people are outraged if this game had continued, but three quarters of the stadium stuck around to see if it was going to continue. Isn't that kind of something that makes you think like wait a minute, hold on. Cause the teams walked off the field. They're like, we're not going to play like that should have. Shouldn't that have sent a lot more people home being like, this is crazy. That guy almost died. Let's get out of here. Like let's walk off with these teams. And just this game should not be started again, based out of respect, based out of a bunch of things. But the stadium was full. When I was watching that after that stadium was full.
1: Yeah. Again, though people, they, they've kind of committed the evening to be in there. what, what are they going to, you know, some of them, what are they going to do? That was their evening. So they're still out. They're still there. Like they're just kind of their curiosity of being at the scene of a crime. A historic, well, no, it's not a crime. I know For, it's not a
0: crime, but it's essentially like you're just there to figure out what's yeah, going on. People
1: are curious that way. You know, there's a car crash. Somebody's dying in a car crash and everyone just rubbernecks as they slow down to see it. it it's the same kind of morbid curiosity, right? You can't, I just don't think it. it, it matters that the fans stayed. Right? What's the best case scenario if...
0: for that fan to stay for over an hour? What is the, what are they expecting to receive?
1: Nothing. They're just there. They're already there. What's the difference between just staying and kind of seeing what's going on? You know, they're talking to the people there. Everybody's still discussing it. Everybody has their thoughts. They're on their phones looking at news. There's a hundred news articles coming out. You know, they're just there. they're already there. Like, what's the big deal anyway? Why do they have to rush anywhere?
0: They have to rush, but over an hour, you just stick around. You're not sticking around unless you want that game to start back up again.
1: I don't know. It's but anyway. The one most absurd thing from it all that I saw is people trying to bash T. Higgins. I that is a dirty play that he had something to do like that. Is the most absurd thing about it all is it was on both guys. It was just a regular, innocent play that happens all the time. Nobody tried to hurt anybody. Yeah. They just he went for a tackle. And obviously, as a player with the ball, you're trying to not get tackled. You're going to do what you regularly do to not avoid the tackle, try and stay on your feet, gain more yards. 100%. regular, innocent play.
0: 100%. And the fact
1: actually... that people are attacking T. Higgins makes no sense.
0: No sense at all. How, like, the guy literally caught the ball looking one way and then just turned his shoulders to run the way he's supposed to go and ran into a guy that's trying to tackle him, hit him in the chest. No head to head contact here hit him in the chest, and that's what, then DeMar Hamlin stood up, and then he went down. Like, this is a heart issue. It wasn't a a brain contusion. So, I I don't know why anyone could ever say that T. Higgins is the problem. And I think that was Bart Scott that mentioned it originally first, but like, what, what do you expect T. Higgins to do in that? He's trying to make, he's just trying to run up the field, blindly turn his shoulders and run up the field.
1: Yeah, that makes no sense.
0: No. Um, but again, we hope he's doing well. It was the right decision to cancel the game. Um, hopefully, we see more decisions like this in sports. Like, because it's going to, this is not the last time this is going to happen. But as a f- professional sport now, how do you let Tua Tango Viola take the field again this year?
1: So, Joe Burrow had a point about that that all these players they have an understanding of the risk and they're aware it's not you know the more you try to make the game safer you're going to make it just flag or touch because it's a different game that's not the same game it is a game where injuries will occur there Mm -hmm. is no answer to make the game completely safe that nobody can get hurt it is a part of um and we've discussed this so many times with Tua. At what point do you have to give the guy his freedom to make his decision of what he wants to do? You know, you want, yeah, you can protect him, but at the end of the day, some people, they want to do what they want to do.
0: I, I you know he wants to play. That. You know I he wants to play. That. But what if he goes out there, and gets hit one more time, and then he's the one that's fighting for his life in the hospital? With something that could have been super preventative. Because, again, this hit with Hamlin was a nothing hit. It was a normal hit, a normal play. The 2 of ones those have been straight headshots that the NFL has had a problem with for years, decades.
1: Well, none of them were headshots. It was just him, like you said the other week, of him falling awkwardly and snapping his head against the uh, the turf. Right. Nobody targeted his head. They just, right. they fell on him and, you know, they a, just shot, shot whipped him into the, yeah. Um, sure. I guess if they ultimately want to just protect the player against their own will, yeah, you don't let him play. That's something they, I think they have to discuss in the off season.
0: Well, about, I think they have to discuss it now because how do you. With, 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 the the,
1: uh, with the NF, but they have to do with the players association of against your will. We will not let you play.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, he could play this year. If they make the playoffs, yeah, sure. I think they have to win, and they need some other things to happen, but then they're in, and they could play in the playoffs, and he could be back. Especially yeah. if they try to get that Bills-Bengals game in, and there's a bye week for all playoff teams. Um, Should we talk, move like, to the... Uh, let's talk the, about uh, someone who doesn't care too much about injuries. And I well, say that lightly as a <laughs> as a shitty segue. Uh, Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau. For the New York yeah. Giants. Sacked Nick Foles. Nick Foles got hurt on the play. And Thibodeau did about a two-minute snow angel beside him as he was hurt beside him. Laying down on the field, Nick Foles writhing in pain, and Thibodeau doing a snow angel for far too long. The part I just thought Yep, go. I know was, what you're saying. You sack a guy,
1: and you know the excitement, the emotion, everything kind of takes over you. You don't realize he's hurt. I thought it was kind of odd that nobody kind of just gave him the tap on the, Hey man, you know, just let's let, and you know, give him the kind of the head, you know, that embarrassment, you got broccoli in your teeth. Yeah. Just as a friend, Hey, no, stop, stop what you're doing. Right. That way he could kind of play the card of, I didn't realize, which could have been true. But as he said, yeah, it looked so blatant disregard of, he was so close to him. It's not like it was, his back was turned and he was hurt behind the play. He was right beside him. His arms were within like touching distance, right? Like that's the the, the part of just why it looks so terrible. And I don't know what his intention was if he just, you know, that the joy and kind of disregard came over him of just being caught in the moment and did something foolish and insensitive. Or if he just so blindly didn't realize what he was doing.
0: I would say that watching the play, it doesn't look like he knows he's hurt. Like it no, doesn't I, Thibodeau does not look like he knows that Nick Foles is hurt. But you're right. Nobody came to be like, hey, stop. Like there's something going on beside you. Nobody One of came. his teammates. One yeah, of his one, teammates should have. One of his teammates definitely should have been like, Hey, yeah. hey, get up, get up, get up, get up. But also, shouldn't one of the Colts like offensive alignment come over and kind of like like even if I was on a teammate of Nick Foles, I'd grab his I would grab Thibodeau's ankle and pull him away. Just like, get away. Like, what are you doing? And that yeah. was – so that was Jeff Saturday's comment about it was – he's like, I'm disappointed in my players for not coming to my quarterback's defense. For sure. And he's right. Is he not? He's right in that statement.
1: I'm not saying it's never happened, but I've never seen any footage of a player being seriously injured, somebody being aware, and still celebrating. Yeah. Like, there's one of the more famous ones of Lawrence Taylor – on um, Joe Theismann, the first guy to start waving for the medical staff was Lawrence Taylor. After he snapped his leg, yeah, he realized what happened. And, like you know, he he always celebrated sacks, but when he saw what happened there, he's the first guy to realize that, You know, there was no celebration that came over him. He, you know, the the guys they hate each other. They hate each other to the extent that they want to hurt them, but not hurt them that they're going to miss a play. Like they're going to yeah. go home, and the families will be okay. They're just going to hurt them that they know they collided with somebody. But
0: yeah. They just want to they want to hurt basically their ego more than anything. They want them to feel like they got hit the next day, but not yeah. be able to not play. And I think the sound of that was what made uh Lawrence. I don't
1: know tibedo enough of a player to know his history of is he kind of a dirty guy? Like, what
0: well, what's the thing what was the guy rookie? what was the guy
1: on the um the Raiders Romanowski that was yeah, Roman. just a piece of shit guy? Like he liked hurting people. He loved it. He was out he was as if he was out there hurt his teammates, hurt uh, other players. Like, he was just dirty trying to get guys.
0: Is that a fact, or are you just making – is that a fact? How do you know that?
1: Look it up. He's considered one. Of, there's, like, documentaries on He's the dirtiest player ever. He broke his own uh, teammate's uh, orbital bone by punching him out. It was I think it was, like, repeatedly in a practice over nothing. You just look at the dirty plays he made. You know, he was just steroided out.
0: Yeah. Because he played for the Broncos, too, I think.
1: He played for a few teams, but – Yeah. yeah he, I, I mean – I've looked it up before. The dirtiest NFL player. I'm pretty sure 99 out of 100 times his name comes to the top of the list.
0: Oh yeah, then Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, Mac Jones. Maybe Vonte's mm-hmm. Burfict might be in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, Burfict's up there for sure. He was the guy that knocked out a B when they, in that Cincinnati Bengals game. Yeah. Um, the so Thibodeau's a rookie, and so he's never done anything like this before. Um, maybe this is a learning type of thing for him. Um, now he did come out. Today or yesterday, and be like, I don't care what Jeff Saturday says. I don't know who he is, which, as brings me another like, how, like everyone knows who Jeff Saturday is. He's one of the best centers to ever play the game. He was the guy that was there with like Peyton Manning for all those years. He was the coach on the other team you were playing against.
1: Like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> He's the
0: head the head coach on the team you're playing against. A hundred. That seems like
1: such a classless move that you just you apologize. You yeah. just apologize, take the blame, admit fault, and move on, right? Yeah. Send your condolences, you know, send flowers, visit him in the hospital, whatever it is, right? Like, try try to show that I wasn't aware, you know, kind of what you're saying. I don't know the whole context of it. Seems like he didn't really care.
0: He uh, didn't. And it's also, like, I can, like, I would be able to forgive the fact that he was doing snow angels because he literally goes into the snow angel as he's rolling off of the tackle. No. So I... I believe that he did not know what was going on. But then on the sidelines, you see him doing the night-night symbol, like the the hands, the prayer hands to the one side of the head as he's going to bed. Um, at that point, he had to have known. And there, I know there's people out there that like when they know they're wrong, they just double down just because they like to be the villain. It seems like he could easily find himself in that spot yeah. with behavior. And then to triple down... To be like, I don't know who the other coach is. Seems like a villainous thing to do. I don't know if he's trying to portray himself that way. I don't know if that's his character. I don't know anything about this guy. I just know that he was a top five pick in the NFL draft. You're supposed to be... He was talked about being number one overall. And then the Jaguars went with someone else. The Lions went with Aiden Hutchinson. And then Thibodeau fell down to the Giants, I think, at five. But a lot of people said his character was... Questionable in the pre-draft process. I don't know if this is part of that. I don't know anything, obviously, but it just seems like it's not a great start to an end of yeah. The from time. what you're
1: telling me, and you seem to know more about the kind of aftermath of it than I do. It seems he doesn't. He's very insincere about the whole thing. It just couldn't care less that yeah.
0: It's very easy to just
1: apologize and move on. Yeah, it happens. Injuries happen all the time. Like I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: they do. They you know? absolutely do. Um. All right, what's next on the docket here? Let's talk. Do we want to get into the let's get into the Ron Rivera thing real quick because it's a nothing issue anymore. But this guy was the head coach, is the head coach of the Washington Commanders, who were in a playoff spot as of the morning of last Sunday. Lost their game. In the post game conference, he apparently found out that they are no longer in a playoff position. They were eliminated from
1: playoff contention.
0: Yeah, we're eliminated. Oh, I didn't know we could be. He's exact quote. I didn't know we could be eliminated from playoffs. That's crazy, right? Uh,
1: I don't always know if these guys are sincere in those comments, or there's a little bit of uh, facetiousness to it, or sarcasm, or you know, I sometimes I I question.
0: I, I feel well, like I, there's... I thought he was when I read it, and I was like, no way, he's not being facetious about that there's no way he's being sarcastic and trying to get to like a certain like a hit the button of whatever um person asking that question news reporter asking that question um but then i watched it and it's like he actually looks like he has no idea what's going on like his tone of his voice the look on his face it looks like he has no idea what he's talking about
1: yeah i just i can't imagine that's true
0: there's too many people involved in an
1: organization that would be looking at this sort of thing yeah you know and i feel like whatever if you know your destiny is not in your hands you need to win then that's all your focus is on whatever okay so you're not even focused on the outside world if it's just keeping things within your world your domain i
0: was gonna say that's like i I just feel like that's also bad
1: you know like the, the job of the coaching staff is to be prepared for each week
0: Unless people were coming, unless people were coming into his office, and he's like, "I don't want to hear, it. I don't want to hear. It. We just got to win. We just got to win. I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear. It. We just got to win." That's the only way I can be like, "Okay, I understand why he doesn't know." Yeah. But as a head coach, you need to know these things. Yep. Yeah. But I guess he's just like, we had to win to get in the playoffs. I don't care if that we're eliminated now. Or oh, like it just it seemed weird. The whole press conference thing seemed weird. Now, this happened before. We were able to talk about it last week. But I think it's huge because it also was made a huge difference for this team, your team, this last weekend, the Las Vegas
1: Raiders. So I do have a thing to say about this because I've been on I his case so. so. a little bit. I I I've said some comments about Derek Carr throughout the season of you know his inconsistency. But seeing how things are developing. I don't think he deserves anywhere near as much blame as he's getting. He doesn't. I understand I don't think he deserves any of it. No, I I understand that you want to play a Stidham, give him a shot, see how he does, and he played well. I always think, yeah, near the end of the season when it's not going to go your way, you got to try out your young talents.
0: Yeah, but they but, were still in. They were still in playoff contention at. Last weekend, they had to win. They
1: were, they were technically, but they had such a long shot. But anyway, that's that's that's. If they win,
0: they'd be playing for something this weekend.
1: But they need other teams to lose. Like they, it was out of their control. Anyway, but yeah, they they still had a
0: hope. Hope is all you want. Hope is all you want. For sure.
1: However, I don't like burning bridges with your athletes. I always find that's kind of a a classless move with an organization. Like you brought up Ryan Shazier earlier. When I'm pretty sure about this, when he got his injury, Pittsburgh paid out the remainder of his contract.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. classy move. Yeah.
1: And now there's players like uh, maybe out of Detroit who Detroit was not classy and strong armed them. Two Hall of
0: Famers. Strong
1: harm them into not paying out their money, not giving them what they were owed, and just burning the bridge with them and also making it so no superstars want to come there. I
0: know. I, I know. know. And that's where you're just talking such a about, For anyone who doesn't know, you're talking about Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, two Hall of Famers, yeah. two yeah. easy Hall of Famers, two Barry Sanders, arguably oh. the best running back in the entire game ever. And Calvin Johnson, top five wide receiver of all time. Yeah, now, who still
1: holds the single season record, which yeah. could potentially be broken this year. But
0: ooh, it was. But Justin Jefferson had a he shame. did break it. No, he didn't.
1: No, that's what I was saying.
0: Just, it, no, Justin Je- Jefferson could break it, but he got like twelve yards last game.
1: He's got one he, game left.
0: Sure, but now he needs like four hundred.
1: Oh, is it four? No, is it that much? I thought it was two something. But
0: uh, is he? I know he needed two more good games to get it, and he he threw up a. Big dud against the Green Bay Packers. Okay,
1: I could have been wrong. I thought he needs something in the two hundred yards, two hundred something yards. I could be very wrong about that. Anyway, um, but and I, you know, I could see the Buffalo Bills doing something classy like that for uh, DeMar Hamlin if things don't go,
0: uh, you know, the best, yeah, the best pay, for him, and anyway. he paid out. Um, just look after the guy, to, yeah. Well, even the Buffalo Bills fans would be like, you have to do this. They'd probably strong arm. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, but the thing about Garrett Carr is you look at the situation in Oakland. It's been a train wreck. Management and coaching. It's just been a train wreck, right? And he's... No, he isn't the best quarterback in the league. He has been in MVP conversation before.
0: Yeah, but... He has been in one year. Um, and then he got hurt that year and ended up missing the playoffs, but they made the playoffs last year. They had a chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, Jefferson, to, to to hold on for two seconds. Justin Jefferson needs 230 yards to yeah. get basically to beat Calvin Johnson, which yeah. if he had a hundred last week and hundred this week, it'd be easily doable, but 230 in one game, he's done it before. Let's not get wrong here, but it just seems like it's going to be harder for him to do now. So let's go to back to Derek Carr, because that's what we're talking about. Um, and that is not only big, like because I know that they switch quarterbacks all the time in this league. There's 64 quarterbacks that have played a game this year, which is, a, I think it's a high. I think it's an a NFL record. Um, but beyond that, they brought in Devontae Adams, who was Derek Carr's best friend, to come in and play for the Raiders. They traded a... A haul to get him, and now that they have alienated Derek Carr a little bit, how does this affect Devonte Adams? Well, it's not even that's not even me mentioning that since the Raiders drafted Derek Carr, their defense has given up the most points per game and has the fewest takeaways. So they've had one of the worst defenses since they've in the league since they've got Derek Carr. So he's got no help. Finally, they bring in help, and essentially bench him for the last three to see who could be better and alienate him. But now you're also kind of alienating arguably your best player and one of the best wide receivers in the game. Do they get traded together? Does Devonte Adams say, I don't want to be here anymore either. Like they put themselves in a really awkward position. I don't know how they move forward from that.
1: That's what I mean about the whole burning bridges with your players. Other players see this and see, well, this organization currently has no loyalty when push comes to shove, I'll do what's best for me. Yeah. I I don't have this organization's back. And that'll probably happen with every player on the roster right now. They'll get what they can out of them. But there's no loyalty there.
0: None. No. And it, I mean, that, to me, I think loyalty now, as a player goes, is one of the top things they look for because it's so easy to get rid of guys now.
1: Yeah, so... He'll end up somewhere. I'm sure he'll get a starting job in the NFL. I don't think he'll end up washed up. I still think he'll end up with a with a job. Who do they get? There's a lot of rumors flying around of you know Tom Brady could be on the move, uh, Aaron Rodgers could be on the move at the end of the season.
0: That's true. I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if they went and got Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think that'd be hilarious, actually. But you're right
1: though. It's the defense because what is it? Blowing these double digit leads every week. Yeah, you. You can't. What, so the, the, you're expecting the quarterback should have a triple digit lead so that they can blow a double digit lead. Like you know, just the highest expectations that are un unrealistic,
0: unreal, completely unrealistic. And a triple digit lead. Who in the
1: <laughs> NFL has ever had a triple digit lead?
0: Well, the Buffalo or sorry, the uh, Indianapolis Colts.
1: A, a triple-digit triple triple digit lead.
0: So I'm thinking thirties. They're led by yeah. thirty-three. Up in the thirties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the so they did start. At, um, Jared Stidham, who did play very well, but again, like, it's just you've alienated. You've completely blown up your next season. So who knows what's going to happen with the Raiders? Okay. So do you want to talk about? Uh, should we talk about this this week? Yeah. Well, there's some huge
1: games this week. We, let's start with... Uh, let's start with your or... team. Let's start with your guys.
0: You don't want to start with Saturday night's game of the week? I always want to start with the game of the
1: week, but sure, fine. Let's go with the game of the week.
0: And that sponsor is Betstamp. Betstamp is your one-stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with the first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds when you find betting? Betstamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a whole spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place. You can set alerts in case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making. Check out BetStamp for your one and only betting needs. The Jaguars versus the Titans. We've known about this game for two weeks. It is Saturday night. It is 15 p.m. West Coast, 8:15 if you're on the East Coast. Jaguars are favored to win by six on some websites. If you check your bet stamp app, you're gonna be able to find them at 6.5 and also as much as as low as 5.5. Which also, if you can get that bet at 5.5, that's amazing because they could win by six. Two field goals where six and six point five, you're screwed. So if you can get them at um 5.5 on Betvictor app, then I would take them. But check out your best and out throughout the next few days to see if that changes. Um, May I interrupt? We Yeah, we've been talking about the Jaguars for a while. Go. Tell me what you got. So
1: I get it. It's the game of the week based on the odds and your probability of winning. I'll never win anything betting.
0: So, no, but it's it's not even that. It's Hear me is, out. Hear me out. Let me, let me just say Let me say it. Let me say it. Let, winter
1: winter let me out. say it. Let me say it. I get what's on the line here. I'm just saying for me, the game of the week is a game that we expect to be a good game. I don't think this is going to be an entertaining game. We don't really? like the Titans. We're not Titans on board of the Titans. We hate them. I don't think the Titans play exciting games this year. If Derrick Henry's not just running through everybody with highlight reel plays, there's nothing else exciting going on in those games.
0: Well, no, they're, they played, who is it? Um, well, they started a new quarterback last week, Joshua Dobbs. They got a new guy uh, this week too, no? I think it's. I think they're gonna play um, Malik Willis, I believe. It's the guy they, they drafted. Yes, they're drafted. Yeah, they're yeah. going they're with their draft. Yeah. But why not give him? No, Joshua Dobbs is going to start over Malik Willis at QB for the Titans.
1: Okay. Anyway, I just I don't think this is gonna be the game of the week in terms of an exciting, fun, good game to watch. What I think will be a little better to awesome. watch.
0: But it's on night.
1: When are the Ravens playing the Bengals? I think that is a divisional rivalry, divisional game that has a big impact
0: on home field advantage. Yeah. And it, I think this is for the AFC um, East? North. AFC North, correct. Thank you. Um, Um, This game is for the AFC North.
1: And that division, as we know, we've talked about many times, they have huge. Divisional matchups. I think that's going to be a better game to watch. And we love Joe Burrow. As much as we like the Jags and Lawrence, I think we're bigger on Burrow right now. I
0: love Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow's our guy. We are big Joe Burrow fans over here. We are big Um, Joe Burrow fans. Now, Lamar Jackson probably not going to play this game. He's not going to play this game. See, that's what I don't know. Like, Is this going to be a good game because of that?
1: So you think Dobbs playing for Tennessee is going to make for a better game than uh, – remind me of the game – Um, uh, the, what's the name? Um, Hunt, 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 Hunt,
0: Huntley? Yeah, Huntley for the, the Ravens. Yeah. Well, here's you the thing. You think Dobbs is going to be better than Huntley? The Bengals and Ravens are both in the playoffs. The Jaguars-Titans are fighting – whoever wins goes to the playoffs. Whoever loses goes home. I think that's more exciting than – the outcome Ravis is yes. Bengals. I just don't Without think the, the game's going
1: to be good though. I just I think the Jaguars win, and I don't think they blow them out or anything. I just think they kind of keep a lead, and you know, it'll be close early, and then they'll just kind of slowly pull away, three points, six points. They'll win by, they'll win by score, a, a touchdown or something.
0: Bengals are favorite to win by seven. Jaguars are favorite win by six. So technically, Vegas thinks that the game's going to be sure. closer for Titans Jaguars. Anyways, there I are some other I big see games. See what you're talking about.
1: There's some other big games. I, I also think I think the Rams Seahawks game could be a good game. Now, that
0: has huge implications that for you. That is the game that I am watching at 1:25 p.m. West Coast, 4:25 p.m. East Coast. That is the game that is the that is my Sunday. The Seahawks yeah. game is my Sunday because nothing matters to me for the Lions play the Packers Sunday night, but that game does not matter to me if unless The Seahawks Uh, have to lose this game and their favorites. I disagree. I just win by six and a half. You think that it's going to be okay for us to just beat the Packers and kick them out of the playoffs?
1: Well, yeah. You have your win win. You have your win. And then you have your lose. Your win win is obviously Seattle loses, Detroit wins. They're in. Correct. It's still, hey, if we're not going, you're not going is still better.
0: Is is not bad. Yes. Because at that point, we have nothing to play for but to spoil their day
1: exactly and that's great i nothing more i love than see the green bay
0: days well as a spite that's a spite game for us then at that point
1: exactly because somehow somehow i don't know how this happened in the end green bay has the upper hand out of everybody i also don't
0: understand how did that happen in the end i have no idea and i don't understand it and i'll never understand it because right now if you like look at the playoffs it's seattle is in a playoff spot and green bay is not so if it doesn't matter what Seattle does. If Green Bay wins, how are they not the ones currently in that spot? Yeah. I don't understand. Uh,
1: The only reason why there is a hope with the Rams is because guys fighting for jobs. Yeah.
0: Yes. 1,000%. Baker Mayfield is looking for a job on a team next year. So he's going to go out there with that wide receiving core that is also looking for jobs next year, with that defense that is also looking for jobs next year to try to, to win specifically for that. And I am a Rams fan. I mean, with Matthew Stafford, I was a Rams fan to begin with, but let's like, not to a point, I'm just cheering for Matthew Stafford, but now I'm cheering for the Rams because I need them to beat the Seahawks. And also if you are a Seahawks fan and you listen to this, or if you are a Seahawks fan and you know me, you better be cheering for the Lions on Sunday night. Because if you win, if you beat the Rams, Nothing matters to you unless the Lions beat the Packers. Yeah. So, I feel like I should be getting chocolates and gifts throughout the week, trying to get good karma for the Lions to beat the Packers. And I haven't received a goddamn thing.
1: Can I throw a little thing that you never considered? You a and I wrench. almost
0: You're throwing a little wrench in my plan.
1: Monkey wrench, yeah. Uh you and I were considering going to that Seattle uh, game last week, New yeah. Year's Day game. Yeah, the guy whose tickets we were going to get. He's yeah. a diehard Seattle fan.
0: So he should have I just told, given him to us.
1: No, no. And I told him, well, no, because you wanted Seattle to lose that game. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, hey, he asked me, like, hey, did you guys end up going? Because I was uh, I'm gonna use the tickets, right? And I was like, uh, well, no, but it's a good thing because one of the guys who's gonna sit in your seat, he does not, he's a lions guy and he wants the Seattle to just have an abysmal performance. So yeah. but they did win. And, so is
0: he how come that guy hasn't reached out to me? To wish me luck this week.
1: Because he's got to win first.
0: So so you're what you're saying is that at Because if
1: he loses, it doesn't matter what happens. So he's out anyway. If he loses, it's over.
0: So he needs to win
1: first. He needs his win and then he can get you all the glory. Champagne, caviar, cocaine, hookers, whatever you want.
0: If they win, Seattle wins, people should be I should be Open me, my door, free food, free alcohol for the night.
1: Yeah. Now, you can get all of that if you want to watch the game with me. I'll bring it all.
0: (laughs) No, this game's too important. I can't watch this game with everybody.
1: I just, why doesn't the Lions have the tiebreaker over the um, Green Bay right now? If they finished with the same
0: record. The, I think it goes conference.
1: Conference before head to head? Yes,
0: well, head to head because the Lions beat the Packers already once this year. Yeah, so then the Packers, so they'd be tied. So then it goes to the conference, anyway, or divisional record then conference record, I think. Something like that.
1: Okay, we got some other games, though, don't we?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of games that matter, though. Colts, like the, uh, matter at all.
1: The other thing is Philadelphia. There's potentially is there not there's potentially Two teams that could take the NFC. The 49ers could still take the NFC, could they not? So could Dallas,
0: no? They could. Like, Dallas takes it if Philly loses, Dallas wins, then Dallas takes the NFC. And then San Francisco, if they win, they then take the number one seed.
1: Yeah, both those teams lose If Philly loses, Dallas loses, San Francisco wins, they take the NFC, don't they?
0: Say that again one more time.
1: If both Philly and Dallas both lose and San Francisco wins, they take the NFC, don't they? Yes. So, you
0: know, there's a lot of stake. Like, so who are the 49ers? The 49ers play the Cardinals. They're 14 point favorites. You got to think they're winning that game.
1: Cardinals? I don't, I don't see how the Cardinals can win. I don't, I don't see how the Cardinals can win this game. I don't think
0: that. No, they're definitely not. Winning. The only the
1: thing is if the 49ers don't care and they. Bring on a fourth string, everybody.
0: Well, here's the thing about the Philly Giants game. That team is not the same without Jalen Hurts. We know that. No. They have everything to play for this week. The Giants have zero things to play for this week. They can't go higher. They can't go lower. They're stuck where the, with where they are at the sixth seed. Now, do they rest? They'll probably rest Daniel Jones. They'll probably rest. rest well, that's Clark just there, Lee. right?
1: I think this is a B squad game.
0: Yeah. Except for the Eagles, who Jalen Hurts probably won't play. But they But
1: not great. He's terrible. But against the B squad.
0: That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Is that I I don't see so, the Eagles are 14 point favorites to win this game. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case, but that's what it is, based on what Vegas thinks that the Giants just won't throw out their team for maybe they will for the first half, but knowing what just happened last weekend guys are going to be sitting a lot more this weekend in which we've known this for a while. This is why fantasy football doesn't go to the last week is because we yeah. know that guys aren't the important guys aren't going to play. Um, another game that matters then is chargers. Broncos does not matter. Um, Steelers Browns matters. So now,
1: if I say one thing about the Steelers, which I wanted to mention is yep. the shocking statistic of who's actually a local boy, wide receiver, they, they traded to um Chicago. The record before him. Yeah. The record after him. Yeah. I'm forgetting his name. Chase Claypool. Clay, Clay, Chase Claypool. It's uh it's shocking. They've had like what one, two, two losses since they traded him.
0: And he's done I like nothing for the Bears. Nothing.
1: No. Well, the Bears. The Bears are, they're, they could be
0: the worst team in the league, no? No, I don't know. They've got, now they have a quarterback. He's no, playing. I mean, they
1: could finish. They can finish this year. They have three wins on the season. Texas already has two, uh, sorry, the Texans has two wins.
0: The Texans have two wins, you're correct. Um, Bears have three? The Bears have, I think the Bears have three. The Bears have three wins. So, I mean, the Bears lose... Texas Texans has a tie. Texans wins. Texans have a tie. Mm-hmm. If somehow the Texans win,
1: Bears yeah, yeah. finish the bottom of the fucking league. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is shocking, because they've actually played well. Like, Fields is playing... He's playing like a good quarterback. Because he is a he's good quarterback. He's playing
0: like a great quarterback. And they've he's sat him down. finally
1: figured it out. It worked out. And...
0: They sat him down this weekend. He's not going to play... This weekend, why would he play? Sucks. nothing. He's 60 yards away from breaking Lamar Jackson's rushing record on a season. Uh,
1: put him in for a kick return.
0: Well, no, he has to rush. Can't <laughs> I'm joking.
1: i <laughs> He's not getting 60 on a kick return anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, kick
0: returners. We think so. Yeah, talk I home. think we did. Let's uh, hold on. Let's. It's a nice segue. But let's just make sure we're not missing any games that we need to talk about. There is still a couple, I think. There is. So the Steelers, not only if they win this weekend against the Browns and the three-point favorites, that means that Mike Tomlin saves his winning record as an NFL coach every season he's at a winning record. But more importantly, they can still make the playoffs if the Bills beat the Patriots. We don't even know if the Bills are ready to play football yet. Um, and the Dolphins lose to the Jets. Then the Steelers make the playoffs. Yeah, I could. It's hard to see the Bills going in or playing in Buffalo and beating the Patriots. There's no lines available for this game yet, with obvious reasons, because who even knows if they're practicing? I know they had like meetings today, but I mean, the Patriots are playing for their playoff lives, and the Buffalo Bills are probably not even in a mindset to play football right now. So, but you need the Jets to also beat the Dolphins, which for some reason, the Jets are favorites in Miami right now. But I don't know. I, that's tough to... Well, to two is that. not playing, is he? We, no, but... No. Who knows? He might show up to the game suited up because he doesn't know where he is anymore. But... it's not, <laughs> No, he's not playing. But that's the... So the Steelers can still make the playoffs if those two things happen. I think yeah. that's the last thing we need to talk about um or else we'll know let's talk about lions packers what the hell am i talking about seattle loses lions packers the winner of that game moves on to the playoffs seattle wins the lions can only um ruin the packers playoffs lives now like you said earlier second best case scenario i guess but i think I mean, this Lions team looks unstoppable right now, but I also think that people should be rooting for the Lions because you do not want... You already have Tom Brady in the NFC playoffs. You do not want Aaron Rodgers in the NFC playoffs.
1: Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is going out first round anyway. Why? Because he well, he never goes that far. How many Super Bowls has he been to?
0: One. One. You know who they'd be playing? Who? Minnesota Vikings. They'll crush them. They will crush the Minnesota Vikings. With Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins as quarterback? Yeah. No way. Who are the Vikings playing this week? Vikings Bears? have the Bears. Bears? Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be
1: 600 yards for. Um,
0: yeah. Kirk's going to look real good. And then he's going to come out next weekend. Hopefully they put the game that's not.
1: No, I'm saying game. Jefferson could get 600 yards.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You could. Air it up to him. 80 yards at a time.
0: That's the thing is like you have nothing to lose as of old. You, you, you want a playoff spot, like an improved playoff position. But why not just go to Jefferson? I don't times? think Minnesota
1: can move, can they?
0: I don't think they can. They... No, they, they have to hold on. They have to win to hold on to where they are. Where
1: right? would they? Because
0: drop? if Philly, if Philly loses, or if Philly wins, and then San Francisco wins, and then da- Dallas wins. So okay, no, no, what's... yeah, you're right. They can't. They're stuck there. You're right. They're stuck where they are. They got nothing to lose. Well, actually, if they win and San Francisco loses, they get the second seed. Which means they play who? Uh, That's actually when they would play the Packers. Right. That's actually when they would play the Packers, yeah. Right now, it's San Francisco versus, like I said, Seattle for some reason. So it would be San Fran versus winner of Lions or Packers, hopefully. Then Vikings versus the Giants. But if San Francisco loses and Vikings win, then it's Vikings-Packers. Which... Oh, Vikings want
1: to play the Giants. The Vikings want to play the Giants.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Because it seems like we're in a lock for Tampa Bay to play Dallas, Dallas or the Eagles, depending on what happens this weekend. Right?
1: In Tampa Bay.
0: In Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay.
1: That's so shocking that he's getting a home game. I know an eight, <laughs> eight team. I, I I've told you this many times. I'm not a biggest Bucks fan. I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan, but I do love seeing history and to see him win eight, eight, nine, 65 years old, still throwing TDs, winning uh, Super Bowls with uh, you know a five and uh, five and uh, twelve record or something, and I, love, makes, I it the, makes it
0: to Super Bowl. I love Tom Brady. I hope he I hope he beats the Cowboys or Eagles. I just I love Tom Brady. Not like I wouldn't root for him or anything, but I just love what he's done for the sport. I love he's from Michigan, so I have to love him. I just I think that class act all the way and champion. He's the best he's the best quarterback anyone's ever seen. And we get to watch him. We got to watch him as we grew up.
1: You don't win seven Super Bowls by accident yeah. as a start as a starting quarterback.
0: With two different teams. Yeah.
1: I mean, that just doesn't happen by accident. No. So
0: no no. no. Now but let's get to let's get to what you wanted to talk about with yeah. kick returners. Because, because that's the last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll let all these listeners enjoy football.
1: I've always, since I was a kid, the thing that I love most about football when I was a little kid before I knew anything about the game, I didn't know the X's and O's. I had Madden 93 for sake. Yeah, and I didn't understand how the plays. I just randomly pressed something, and I thought I was throwing it, and it was a run play, and I didn't know what to do. But the thing I always loved was watching the highlights of the kick returns when a guy just went 70, 80, 90, 100 yards to the house. Those were always the most exciting. And there's one guy who we know is the best at that position that's ever played It's a very minor position. Some people even argue that it's a stupid position. Special teams is not like a complete position because, you know, special teams guys shouldn't graduate to doing other roles for the team. But Devin Hester, if he's the best at an assigned position that exists in the NFL, you're the best player in your position that's ever played. Like Tom Brady is the best quarterback that's ever played. Now I'm not comparing the two, but you should be in the Hall of Fame. If you're the best to have ever done it in that role, that's Hall of Fame worthy. And why he's not in the
0: Hall of Fame yet is shocking. Now he is on the ballot. It's, It's the second year he's been able to be inducted. Yeah. I
1: think he gets in, looking at some of
0: the other names. He's the greatest return specialist of all time. The guy on the opening play of the Super Bowl that he went to, on the opening kickoff, scored a touchdown, ran it back for a touchdown. He was feared. People refused to kick to him. And he was part of that trend now where guys just don't kick to returners. And we had a game this year with, uh, I think it was the Patriots and somebody else where they kicked someone, the Jets Patriots, the Jets kicked the Patriots. They returned a touchdown. There's a rule, like, just don't ever let somebody return a kick on you. And that's because Devin Hester made so many teams look foolish by doing it. Returned 14 putts. 14 punts for touchdowns in his career. Four more than any other player in the league history. And that's his punt returns. Opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. He returned it for a touchdown. I thought they were going to win this. I was I never a Colts fan.
1: And I saw that. I was like, it's over. It's over. They're just going to run up the score.
0: It was insane. Like this, There's no reason he shouldn't have got in first ballot. I would lose my mind if he doesn't get in this year. Yeah. Lose my mind. And then so in his same type of vein in terms of eras tory holt reggie wayne andre johnson i think reggie wayne and tory holt are amazing andre johnson i think was next level above them who never really had a fair shot playing with the texans most of his career um if not all of it i don't know where else where, he, where else he went he beat
1: the shit out of that guy one time didn't he yeah he tennessee was he tennessee i forget the
0: guy's name yeah tennessee um but it was against tennessee 100 percent um it's a good yeah. fight. Great fight. Yeah. Then you have guys that we grew up watching: Joe Thomas, Jared Allen, Patrick Willis, Demarcus Ware, Zach Thomas, um, Dwight Freeney, who I think is his first year on it. Um Barber, the, the person barber. I think Ronde Barber's on there. The other person I think should be inducted, I think it's his first time being able to, is uh, Darrell Revis, New York Jets cornerback. Yes. yes, yes. They call it Revis Island for a reason. He was yeah. changed the game, the best at his position for six years um, at least, and people wouldn't throw to him. They just wouldn't throw to him. change the way people looked at corners. I think he probably deserves a first ballot. Um, and Dwight Freedy. Those are the two people I'd be like, they better get in. If not, like, Hester should get in this year because he didn't get in last year. If Rivas doesn't make it in this year, he should get in next year. Yeah.
1: Those I, are think I think Rivas gets in, though.
0: Yeah, because his own island.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anything else you got to say to anybody before? Uh, no,
1: I think just like everybody else, I think we're all just hoping that uh, Hamlin pulls through with, you know, minimal, you know, given the condition, minimal side effects to.
0: Yeah. Like to hopefully he can at in. this point just live a, a normal life. Yeah. Let alone football is yeah. what we're all hoping for. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, This is Running Down the Clock. Uh, Week 18 is coming up. Root against the Seahawks. And uh, root for your Lions on Sunday. Thank you, everybody. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.